Welcome to the Real Deal Podcast. I'm Maddie Marshall, and I am sitting here next to Dynasty's Ryan Greenspan. Can you remember, like, the most comical, at least in your memory, of a time when you guys were arguing about something? Well, I don't know, but, like, this last, just this last week, <laughs> first practice, you know, like, uh, Alex just, just loves to just be like, hey, just tell me, just, hey, for instance, I'll buy lunch for everybody right now if Ryan admits that I worked him this one time last year in a practice. He came out and I worked him. You got to say I worked you. I'm like, I don't remember what practices you shot me. You know, like, I, no, no, I didn't shoot you. I worked you. And I worked you today, too. You got to say both of those. You got to say that and I'll buy lunch for everybody. It's like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? You know, there's like funny things like that. Or like, you know, we'll, we'll just be like, you know, we'll shoot each other or something. It's like, oh, yeah, good shot. Worked you, you know? <laughs> what do you? Why do you want to get under my skin? So it's funny. It's like one of the last drills we were doing, and I go to like bunker him, and he pops over the top and shoots me. And I was like, ah, damn it, you know? But I was like full sprint, so I like kept running with my gun at my side, you know, like <laughs> onto the sidelines, and he just turns over and just starts lighting me up <laughs> the sidelines. He goes, oh, I thought you kept coming. I was like. Whoa. What are you talking about? And then, like, at the end, just to, like, rub it in. I didn't even want to say anything. And he was like, oh, and then Ryan ran over here with his hands in the air, spinning around, screaming, going, ah, stop. And so I had to, like, keep shooting him because, you know, he's trying to shoot me. And he completely missed, though. He ran by and, like, shot a bunch into the air, like, had his eyes closed. I could see, you know, like, why do you got to bring this up, you know? Like, why are you making shit up? Oh, so so that, that's, as far as arguments go, uh, it's not really ever an argument just because, it's more me trying to get my point across because I'm right, and it's just really hard for him to understand that. You know, it's that's just that's just the that's just how it always goes. Ninety five percent of the standard time, of, yeah, yeah, ninety five percent of the time I'm of right, course. and so he's just banking on every every time is that five percent that he's right. So, so it's it's always not so much an uh, argument, just like it's. I hope, hope Cassie gets that on film at least a couple times. Oh, it's a guarantee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. that's. It's always hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in Galveston last year, and you guys were just starting practice, and you and Oliver just going at each other about something. <laughs> it was one of those where, like, I can't remember if you, who started it, but you guys were going at each other, and then it went on for, like, five minutes, and then uh, and everyone was, like, commenting on it because it was funny, and then it was just like a little mini soap opera, dude. Yeah, it's it great. is. It is. Oliver actually got so mad at me last year at one point in time that he didn't talk. We drive together to practice every weekend. We room together at every event. He didn't talk to me for an entire drive, just the drive up there. Like, he wouldn't say a word to me. And I, was, I knew he was mad. I knew he was mad. So I was just kind of like, just to, just to like, kind of like get under his skin a little bit more. I obviously didn't say anything, you know? So I was just driving. He just didn't say a word. He, just try, he was just trying to be mad at me as, as much as possible. And then the way, the way back, we're going to lunch. I was like, so we're going to lunch with the team. He's like, God damn it, dude. I was trying not to talk to you the whole time, and I just can't do it. And then now he'll always say, like, oh, yeah, I tried to break up with Ryan this one time, but it's just, I, I couldn't break up with him. And that would, and that's actually something for Oliver. Not that he just fills the air with needless words, but, you know, he's a talker. He likes to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So I think that uh, I think the new pickups are interesting. I mm-hmm. think that... They both bring certain strengths to the team. I want to talk about Kyle Spick a little bit because I, you know, you guys need a needed a one, mm-hmm. and you got your one. How's he? How's he working out so far? Uh, so far, so good. You know, he won. Like there, we were playing these, you know, some two on two drills and some three on threes and things like that. And he pulled out some games. You know, like he pulled out, a, you know, a couple two on ones. Uh, he broke up in some sides. Uh, he was definitely 
and he was attacking, you know, and that's the one thing that we, you know, we had, we had he's Dalton attacking, you know, and we have Alex, but he's not like, Alex isn't an in-your-face kind of guy. He, like, he's a good counterpunch guy. He can, but... He can be. But, he, but that was... But he's really got to put his, he's really got to put himself in that position. Well, it's, it's with, uh, with Alex, it's either it's on or it's off, you know, it's like, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Not as much yeah. as what does he want to well, do? Well, that's the thing, because if you were to, if you were to, okay, Alex, look... All kidding aside, you're now the one. We need you to get up in their attack. Like he would totally he'll do, do that. He'll do he'd it. He'd be good at it. He'd but really but he'll, at it. he'll just only do that. Like there's no there's no do what you can kind of thing. Like uh, as far as we want you to be the number one, but do what you can. Don't don't push it too much. Then he'll be like, well, then what do you want me to do? So that's kind of like how Alex's dynamic is. Uh, and and he'll go up there and he'll beat you know almost anybody in that in that one position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he's not always in that, you know, he's not always in that mindset. Well, he played some really good because you guys struggled in the one that first in the snake. You guys had, you know, struggling with that front guy in the beginning of last year. And Alex played some of his best paintball of 2012 as a counterpunch guy on that side. Um, but now that you guys have Spica, you know, he was hot and cold for the Ironman last season. But I still think, you know, and we had talked about this before, you know, when you guys picked him up is that. I really think that he could be an asset to your team because I've seen flashes of brilliance out of that kid and he's got a great attitude about things. And I just, I mean, it, it's, I don't know where his top out's going to be. Like I, he's, I right. think he's still getting better and I think he could be a big asset to well, the team. And, and you said it, you know, like he, he has a really great attitude and that's a big thing about a dynamic of a paintball team. You know, you obviously have to have guys not only just with good attitudes, but you have to have guys that want to be there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and obviously the, the Ironmen weren't fitting with him as well anymore. Uh, and, and same with Brandon. We'll, we'll get to him kind of later. But uh, Kyle's a guy that wants to be there, and he wants to. He, he, I can tell already that he's a team-oriented guy. Uh, and with that said, and, and Oliver, this is another good thing that Oliver said is like, listen, dude, he's he's a good player, and he has all that potential, and we're gonna be able to. We're gonna make him better. Mm-hmm. Playing around to us is gonna make him better. You know, on the Ironman, the fit now was like he was the veteran. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like he's gonna. He wasn't gonna learn very much or be pushed. And and the Ironman guys are almost a lot of like individual dudes now. You know, there's not. I don't. I'm I'm, I'm interested to see how that that team dynamic plays out for those guys because it's a lot of attackers. You know, they don't have those guys that are like they, got they don't. Paxson. They have Paxson. Who? That, but but I mean, they don't have a lot of Paxsons. You know, we got we got Yosh Glenn. They got Stephen Pitts. And they have Stephen Pitts. That was actually a really good pickup. But but with with that said, you know, they the rest of their guys are like hungry animals you know but that's a lot of mouths to feed on 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 a, on a team like that well, yeah it, it, can be good. it can be good when the guys are vibing off the aggression that the other mm-hmm. is bringing True. to the table because if you have a bold move made on one side of the field you know it's a chessboard out there and then it's, there's all, gonna, it's a lot of high yeah. fives and a lot of pumping up and everybody the but vibe's gonna but go also that so, but, you, but the animosity can, flip the yeah, other can way. easily flip the other way because you've, you've been you, on teams like that. Yeah. You've had that uh, got, that's happened to Dynasty a couple times. But it's 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 one of the interesting dynamics of the game. You know, is that you <clears throat> you have to play it with aggression. But it's that moderated aggression, and then also if you have another hyper aggressive player out there, two of the, you know. So it's like Mouse is and but I, I don't know. Mouse is hyper aggressive, but do you think Marcelo is hyper aggressive? I think no. Marcelo's got a, a much much smarter level head. Yeah, level head. You know. Uh, but, but you know that you can you can kind of th- those dynamics and everything can can change really quickly. Totally. Uh, and and it's like it's being able to keep and maintain that level head, which I think that uh, is something that a couple of you know a handful of our guys are able to do is like just kind of mo- maintain like it's okay, we're gonna get through this, and and I, we can look past today. Mm-hmm. 
That's one thing that I know that we can do. Like that's because because we've been there yesterday. We've been there mm-hmm. the day before that. Mm-hmm. So we know that there's still there's things. It's the sun's gonna shine tomorrow. It's mm-hmm. okay. We're gonna fix this. Like yeah. whether it be the next point, the next match, the next event, the next year, mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna work out. Yeah. Okay. And we're we're gonna be able to we're gonna be able to look forward in that. And a lot of younger teams don't realize that. And it kind of like it can snowball on them, and it, and it can kind of like defunct them or you know a little bit. So. Um, it, that'll be interesting to see, but, but back to, back to Kyle, you know, like we need that speed and we need that attack, you know? So as, as long as he plays up to, you know, the way he knows and he gets that confidence, I, I think that he's going to be a huge asset on our team and we're going to have that attack, which we didn't have at all last year. I mean, we had to move Dalton from one side of the field to the other, um, and then kind of get him into a whole new position. And I think that playing the snakes and the Dorito is completely different. It's a it huge, is. huge difference. And, you know, you got guys that are going to shine in the snake. Uh, and you got guys that are going to shine in the Doritos, but they, they don't always do the crossover. You know, the, the guys that are in the Dorito side don't always cross over to the snake side very, very seamlessly. And mm-hmm. and uh, so it was it was kind of tough for Dalton at some point in time. Uh, is it being that, just being like, all right, now you have to be the one over there. You have to. We don't have anything. We had nothing else. Even when Mouse is on the team, we didn't have anything else. Yeah, he, he, you know, was not playing up to his potential in the one. He admitted it. And... You know, he, which is interesting because in 2011 he was probably Player of the Year of 2011. Yeah, and killed it for you guys over yeah. there. So, but that therein lies the interesting nature of the game. You right. know, it's it's tough. No matter, I mean, if you're one of the best players on earth, you still may have slumps where you go months. You know, where it's like you're still playing. It's not like he played completely terrible. You right. know, I mean, he right. played solid. Yeah, but he wasn't. Breaking games open, breaking points open on right. a re- on a regular basis, which is what you come to see out of certain guys. You know, it's like J Rab two for damage. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where you know he he didn't play as well in 2012 as he did in 2011. Right, and and it, I mean, there's always. I kind of, I kind of like, and we're expecting a lot out of yeah, it. Yeah, you're but. expecting a lot out of some people, you know, but at the same time, they're expecting a lot out of themselves. But then you get the same thing as you get in like the big sports, you know. I just signed a hundred million dollar contract. Bingo. Mm-hmm. I'm fuck. I was the best player last year. I'm, you know, wh- why won't it just roll over into this year? Well, well, and also with Mouse to complicate the story, which is that in 2011, yeah, amazing, and then 2012. He kind of retired for a little bit, yeah. and then sat out for the first part of the year, and mm-hmm. then came back. And came and back. never really kind of got the never, mojo yeah, going. Exactly, you know? exactly. And so, and so, a lot of times when, you know, sometimes I don't want to say a lot of times because it doesn't, you know, depends on on what the, how the media and then everything pumps a player. But you'll you'll get the players that are like, I had a fantastic year. You know, like I said, it's going to roll over. Everybody thinks I'm the best already. So now you kind of set the bar a little bit in your head, a little higher, mm-hmm. because I know some of the guys are like, I didn't play up to my potential. You know, and that's and that's that should be kind of in my mind. That's what everybody should be thinking. You know, no one really plays up to their potential. Even if you're the number one guy, you can. Pro- you, there's always room to get better. I didn't play up to my potential. I don't think I did well at all. But you 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 see that, and, and you had and, a pretty good year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like I, I mean, did all right, but the team didn't. Win. So it doesn't yeah. doesn't make any difference at the end of the day. Yeah. So a lot of times, some guys kind of like get a little full of themselves, and you see it in, in major professional sports too. They sign the big contracts, so they get the big stats, and then next thing you know, no more home runs. Mm-hmm. You know, where'd your quarterback rating go? Or, or why aren't you getting a thousand yards rushing? You know, all yeah. those, all those things, you know, <clears throat> they put, and it ends up being a lot of, a big burden on that, on their own player. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, whenever there's hype around players, it's, it ends up being a, a burden. Like it's a weight you have but, to bear. Yeah. It's a weight you have to bear. And, the crown, man. And, and you know what? And a lot of people are like, I'm up to the challenge. I can do that. But you know what? At the end of the day, like 
Oliver, he's he can he can hold the burden. You know, he was the player of the year, player of the year. He was one of the best players and one of the best, and he still is. You know, so so it's really hard. You can't just just be like, oh, I got this. I'm one of the best because everybody else wants that crown. Mm-hmm. Everybody else wants to be the best player in the world. You know, no matter if they're ranked number 130 or they're ranked number two, they're mm-hmm. still coming after you. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's and that's what a lot of times the ultimate goal is for a lot of people. So so you have that burden on your head, like. I hope I can live up to what what everybody expects of me, so that kind of weighs you down a little bit. Uh, I still, you know, and I still want to play really well, but then at the same time, you're like, I got this. So it, it's it's a it's a really hard for you know a lot of people who are out there like listening and just kind of like, oh, why didn't you have a great great year? Like, what happened? You know, it's 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 really hard to stay on top. Totally. And and I mean, just coming from Dynasty, I know what it is because uh, everybody's gunning for that top position and. Uh, and and you have to maintain that top position and and stay up there, mm-hmm. and then and then keep people interested in what's going on and how you're doing. So it, it's it's tough, you know. And and uh, I think that you know some players out there, you know, uh, Fedorov's one of them. Is you know, they're they're great players. And and Britnikov, those guys are have been really good players for a long time, <clears throat> and and they've been like awarded for that in the past even you know and they've yeah. continued to, to to stay on that level so it's going to be hard to see like once contract once those guys get their contracts are they going to be able to stay stick to it are they going to be hungry for something more because let's face it at the end of the day those guys aren't signing million dollar deals mm-hmm. no one's getting rich off of these things so all this bouncing around from team to team for a better deal is it really worth it at the end of the day because in five or ten years you're not going to be able to it's not like the, the huge the two extra guns that you just got this year from another team is really gonna make or break you know your life mm-hmm. it's you got to make sure that you want to be there mm-hmm. and and that's <clears throat> back to the, the our two new pickups like uh, Brandon and Kyle like those guys want to be here we're not, we're not offering them huge deals we're not offering big contracts but we're getting players that want to be on the team mm-hmm. and and in the past it's like a lot of people got complacent on our team uh, and they're like oh sweet I'm I made the I made the team I'm on the roster um, but you still have to compete and and to compete, you have to want to be there. And at the end of the day, all these mercenaries that are jumping ship and like, uh, how many teams quit damage and went back to damage and went over to the impact guys and went over here and did all this and did all that. Like those guys don't want to be in any of those places. They want to be whoever, whoever's paying the most. So, so that's not a healthy team. You know, it was like, kind of like, I mean, Maddie, you were, you were on excessive mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. And like, uh, and, and I feel like you're a very loyal t- player because you've only really been on a couple of pro teams you've been on the Ironman excessive and yeah and the only reason I left the Ironman was because the entire core of yeah, the Ironman went, went to, to excessive. Form excessive yeah exactly so and that was and, and that was a team that was built you know like they they were built on the idea that there was there was a big there was a big chunk of change at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. and it was going to be a huge team a huge marketing force which it, which it is it, it was for you know it peaked mm-hmm. to that point but then as soon as something happened there was like oh wait we're not getting our paychecks today four or five guys jump ship immediately mm-hmm. you know and it's like where's the loyalty mm-hmm. on that sort of thing so you need guys that are loyal because players like Dave Baines as cool as he is and as nice of a guy he is he will turn his back on that team for an extra hundred bucks dude like, why aren't you having fun? Like, just enjoy it. You know, I know that flying across the country isn't isn't always a great team, great thing. Yeah. But but you got it. You got to have players and and for captains out there, like even new captains or or, or people who are coaching and whatever, get guys that want to be on your team. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, that's an, you know an interesting conversation because, dude, 
So I hate water. mercenaries. Well, there's so much water under the bridge as far as yeah. building teams is concerned. I mean, that's a complete, that's a two hour long podcast with you and me in and of right, itself. Right. But yeah, the the chemistry that is is founded by guys that are really close um, fighting over the same cause and and not there. Well, it's mm-hmm. it kind of goes back to that Simon Sinek thing from the TED Talks. And if you're out there and you want to watch something that blow your mind, watch Simon Sinek's TED Talk. And uh, he talks about how, you know, what is the difference between Apple and other companies? Why was Martin Luther King mm-hmm. Jr. Um, the person that we remember most from the civil rights movement? There were tons of them at the time. You know, why were the Wright brothers the ones, those are the three examples he uses in his talk. And he basically says that essentially human beings are, you know, because of the way that your brains, because he breaks it down, it's not based on psychology, it's based on physiology like it's literally based on biology like how your brain functions and if you can get people and he's using this as like coming from a business perspective and it's in that way but when you look at it the way you're looking at is that if you can get people that he's like you want to work with people who believe what you believe because if they believe what you believe then they'll work with their blood sweat and tears they won't everyone else will just work for a paycheck you know, so right. it's like, and the motivation is different. So yeah, yeah. When yeah. I mean, that was a really that was a catastrophe for us when we had Davey and Dave and a bunch of guys leave at the time. And but you know, but that's also a lesson because it's like if you're going to build, you know, it's like I can't fault Impact or I can't fault you know whoever it is that's that's building their team that way because oh, if you no, have no, the I... resources to get the guy that get the best you possibly can, it's like the Yankees formula. You know, I sure. mean, you're gonna spend that money if you have it. To get the talent you need to do what you need out, to do out there to I'm, compete. I'm not necessarily faulting those teams mm-hmm. because, you know, uh, and I'm I'm completely happy with the team that we have. However, if there, if we had a higher budget, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> we could fill those last three roster spots that we have mm-hmm. with with high with with expensive talent. You know, we could fill a roster with 12 people. But I'm not saying that that it's necessarily if you have the money, don't spend it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying. Learn from the guys that are jumping ship all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't. You want to talk to a guy that's like, yeah, he may cost a little bit, some some money. He may cost you know cost extra. It doesn't matter. But does he want to be there? Is he is he playing like you just said? It, are, is he playing? Is he working for you or is he is he does he want to work for you? Mm-hmm. You know, is he is, is he hoping at the end of the day is he going to come up and hit you up and be like, hey, by the way, I need my paycheck and I need the gas money that you owe me, mm-hmm. or is he going to be like, hey, you know, just send it to me whenever you want. Yeah. kind of thing like mm-hmm. uh, obviously people need money and players and players I understand that mm-hmm. uh, but you gotta want to be there I I totally agree with yeah. you and I, I mean, mean how, look I mean look at the way I did my career you know right. like I was super loyal all the time yeah. you know and I and never jumped to the teams I could have jumped on when I could have jumped on them mm-hmm. but at the you know that being said even though I didn't necessarily you know chase it wasn't a mercenary and that was intentional because I wanted to fight with the guys that, that we all believe the same thing. And, we, right. you know, it was like a family element to the team, which makes me think of Houston Heat's thing about their whole family thing. And it, but that's a, kind of different. But the thing is, is that I totally understand because I've, I've had talks with guys like I've had talks with guys that own companies before that have come up and been like, hey, we got to stop. You know, this is years ago. This was like three or four years ago. And they're like, hey, we got to keep guys from how do we keep guys from jumping from team to team? You know, because let's say you're a big company and you invest money into market Mm -hmm. a player on a on a big team. And then with guys jumping all over the place, it's like with no no loyalty to teams or brand loyalty, you know, and there's this is a very gray area. But at the same time, you know, they're. 
Um, and also I, people identifying with certain individuals on certain teams so that they can follow the teams and get more into paintball. There's that argument too. I totally understand that. And I was never the guy that jumped teams, but I also understand like Greg Sewers' position where it's like, if, you know, how many years is he going to play if he's able to get some money from it? Oh yeah. You know, so uh, I can understand, you know, and, but he's not a, he's not a player that's, is he, does he jump around a lot? I'm talking about the guys like Sewers jumps around a lot. Does he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, a great. I love everybody loves Greg Sewers. Right. He's a great A guy. He gets a solid ten from everyone I talk to. Everybody yeah, loves Greg. Yeah, I mean, but I'm not Greg saying that there's also, something wrong with, with guy, the characters because, you know? like I said, uh, Dave is an awesome guy too. I mean, yeah, he's a great, great guy. guy. Love Dave. But but it's like, you know, you got to find someone with some loyalty. I agree, man. And you got You got to find someone who wants who wants to win for you. Mm-hmm. Because when you a lot of times, I mean, not a lot of times, like I have no idea what paintball contracts are, are worth or who's getting what but you know sometimes you're gonna pay this guy a bunch of money mm. and he's gonna be like sweet i got that payday you know there's a there's a part of him which is gonna be that 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 one difference if the guy's a, a good individual mm-hmm. as far as as far as like is he a good personality is he a great guy mm-hmm. or is he kind of like just in it for the money and not really that great a guy because at the end of the day is he gonna play hard for that money or is he just gonna take that money and just play mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a hard that's a hard thing to do, especially when teams are, especially right now when teams are like, we need players. Who do we got? What do we got? What's our what's our salary cap right now? Yeah. <laughs> and, and who can we get for it? Like a lot of times, you know, people aren't gonna uh, are, are gonna fall to the wayside on that. And it's actually it's actually unfortunate too for some of the teams that don't have the high budgets because look at the teams that that did the best last year, and it was the teams with the highest budgets. Mm-hmm. And and I like what Houston Heat did, is doing. And I, I think that they have a great program. They have a great set of players, and they have a great coaching staff, and they have a great support team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what they what they have accomplished in so little time is is awesome. And I and I've I've been around those guys. I've been around them at practices and stuff like that. And they're all cool guys. And I think that they're all having a good time. You know, the impact guys are are very similar to that. You know. Great staff, great kids, great players, and everything like that. And uh, and you know Bart Bart takes really good care of them in making sure that everybody's comfortable and having fun. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge element because at the end of the day, this is a this is a game. And a lot of times, like every time that you know I get some some fan mail or some kid asks me a question, like, oh, what am I supposed to do? How do I do this? How do I do this? Like, what's the best piece of advice that you can give me? Uh, and a lot of times, pretty much most more times than 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 not, I'm gonna say just make sure you're having fun out there because at the end of the day, like. Like I said, you know, the difference may be a one gun payday or something like that. It's not like we're going to get rich out here. Well, and think about this if you, you know, because the majority of the people that are going to listen to this are in situations where they might, you know, because in the Division Three or mm-hmm. it may be the better deal may simply be, okay, well, we get a better discount on sponsored gear or <laughs> I get a gun instead mm-hmm. of no gun, you know, so it, it's pretty tempting. You know, but that's a different situation. So, uh, yeah, I would also, I totally agree. I'm not trying to say that that's wrong because absolutely, I mean, you have to build your team around, again, but it goes back to that that con- that concept of how your brain actually functions, yeah. you know? I mean, you, you really can get people to buy in and give you their, you know, their heart and their soul on that field if they are believing in the team the way that you believe in the right. team. Right, and I'm not saying go out there and eat it. Like, go out there and just lose and lose and lose and lose and lose and lose and then just pass up, you know, huge, massive, great offers. Uh, I, I'm saying... You know, set yourself somewhere in the middle to where you're you're in a good situation. Mm-hmm. I would never say like, you know, if someone's like, oh, here's a hundred grand to go play on, on this team and and do do your best. Like, you know, don't pass things up. Mm-hmm. But if it's like something very nominal in the bigger picture, mm-hmm. we're talking the bigger picture. Like, I guess you could even call it life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
if it's going to be something nominal in that to turn your back on your friends or turn turn your back on something that you've worked hard for, like what what is what do you what are you even doing out here? And that's and that's important because mm-hmm. one of the best things about the paintball life, about choosing to do this as your passion, mm-hmm. is that you do make some awesome friends. Yes, you, know, you meet some really intense people who are super passionate about living life at an intense level and really want, are seeking other people like that out in all shapes and forms. So that's a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. And those people you meet along the way, try not to burn those bridges when you yeah, switch, switch teams because, but because you, that's a story often told. I mean, we hear that all the time, you know, it's like coming up the ranks. There's so much of that. Like, oh, yeah. you know, that guy sucks. I hate him. He yeah. went to this team over. And, and I can't know, even think of any get, person that I don't like $20 out there. Yeah. a case you know? paint instead yeah. of <laughs> yeah, exactly. $50 a case paint, you know, yeah. like that sort of stuff. And yeah, that's the difference between you being able to play it all. But then that's when it comes down. Then yeah. you got to understand if you can't, um, if you're not going to be able to live, yeah, you know, you got to live. <laughs> yeah. Well, also on the flip side, you can't be that dick that's like, oh, well, um, uh, yeah, screw that guy because he left because, you know, I'm jealous and he's getting a way better deal <laughs> yeah. than I am and I'm not as yeah. good as he is and he's a traitor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's not fair either. You got no. It goes both ways. Right. But it's going to be crazy. It's going to be interesting this year. I, I'm glad that we're going to the champions and the challengers thing, though, because, yeah, you do. There is a there's a disconnect. You know, you have there those is. top eight. <clears throat> ish team eight to ten teams that have they're way more heavily funded than mm-hmm. teams that you know are, and then there has to be some sort of tier system where it's like if you make a run you can make a run you know mm-hmm. but if you you know you're not getting beat every single game every single turn yeah if you're not winning points it's like what are you doing here you know um, and and that sucks because those two teams that came in impact and excessive i mean i know impact's gonna make a stronger run at it this year but they're the reason that that dynasty didn't make it onto sunday mm-hmm that's the reason. It's because they added two more teams, and then the the, the breakdown. I mean, obviously, so we could have scored. Yeah, World Cup. Mm-hmm. We we could have scored a couple more points here and there. We should have won a, another game. Mm-hmm. But you know, going three and one uh, in a very competitive bracket and in in that in that league is like, and because just because two yeah, those guys, just because it was at the end of the turn, it was the end of the season, and and two teams decided, oh, they'll take our money. We can play pro too. I mean, hell, why didn't just a bunch of divisional anybody could have? Played? Yeah, I but have it's not anybody. Team, We're talking know? about excessive and impact. Uh, yeah. And the world, and, and just to play devil's advocate, at the World Cup, it's like, hey man, if you're a pro team and you want to show up to the World Cup, to show what you got. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, if you think you're good, call yourself a pro team. Right. I don't care where you're at in the world. Um, you know, you put up or shut up, man. Come play with the big boys and see how you do. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but I but I understand the frustration we're at. I mean, you guys did play well. You went three and one. Vicious did too. You know. Yeah. And they got knocked out again. You know, for the same reason. So, but that's what I'm saying. That's why. I mean, not it's going to be. A I'm not. I'm not blaming it. I'm not blaming it 100 percent on them. Like I said, we there's there are huge mistakes. I mean, our, specifically our one eight seven game, and we've actually discussed that in practice this last weekend. That's that's actually, in my opinion, the reason we didn't win the. There didn't go on to Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying win the tournament. We never know what could happen, mm-hmm. but because two other teams just decided, oh, it's the World Cup. It's the end of the year. I'm going to show. I'm going to put up or shut up. Well, they, well, I mean, they shut up. <laughs> Did they? I mean, I'm glad that they're going to be in in the league this year now, knowing what the yeah, rules are going to be. Yeah, but you're talking about the team that won the same league you guys play in, and then Impact, who's was been a top team for years. You know, I can see if yeah, it was but it's like, completely different. I feel like there there are some teams that realize that. There's a lot of teams that do not realize that they're completely different leagues, and it is very hard to spread yourself thin. You know, for for <clears throat> us, I mean, look at look at uh, Heat, Houston Heat played in Vegas. Mm-hmm. They didn't even make it to Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it, it's completely different, and 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 you really have to 
set your your team up for something like that. And so if you're not prepared for it, I mean, hell, Thunder and 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 CEP are not prepared for it either. Mm-hmm. Even though they kind of keep going out, like I, I I admire their their resilience as far as staying in there. But it well, Thunder did make Sunday. On, they did make uh, Sunday. They made Sunday at the first event. Yeah. Um, but now the way that things are structured, that should help with that. Yes. Now we have a better understanding as to what what the yeah the structure what the and, pro and, league is and yeah. and that that you know the new champions and challengers league is is a good is a good fit. And for anyone that doesn't know what that is, essentially that with the champions and challengers, and so you have a situation where we have 15 pro teams. Right now, 15 pro teams is, you know, when you go behind the scenes and look at it, it's like, well, do we have four-day events? You know, that's really tough on everybody's roster to, to make four-day events. Do you have three-game prelims? Like, how do you fit all those guys, into all those teams into one professional paintball event? Also, then you have other issues like, you know, CEP or the lower division teams not winning games. Well, it's like, we want to give those, you need to give those teams a chance to compete, you know, and... If you have two separate pro divisions of ten, and and uh, the top two challenger teams were going to go up and become champion teams, and then the bottom two champion teams go down and be challengers teams, and it creates uh, an era of importance for everything. You know, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be super intense, and yeah, oh, every, everyone's on the bubble every event. You know, so that's really interesting. That makes me, I can't wait to see what happens. I mean, there's all this inner team, like there's gonna be crazy rivalry, three-way rivalry between Ironman, Dynasty, like the Ironman are gonna be rivals with Dynasty. I mean, this, these yeah. rivalries exist anyway, but yes. they've got heightened because of the recent off-season, mm-hmm. you know, transactions player, player transactions and, coach, and coaches. And I mean, it's, you know, that <clears throat> there's just, there's a lot going to go to Paintball Access and check out all of our, you know, stuff on there because, there's there's just so much intricate stuff that's happened behind yeah. the scenes that make it really interesting. You know, I mean, it's like Brandon Short and Kyle Spicka just came from the Ironman. Now they're on Dynasty, and um, and then Marcelo comes back to play with the Ironman. Mouse goes from Dynasty to Damage back to the Ironman, mm-hmm. where him and Mouse won champions or championships years ago when they first started. And then Damage takes Rainey and SK, the coach from the Ironman, yeah. and one of their better players. <laughs> You know, it's crazy. You know? Yeah, it's, it's 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 actually, and the, and the cool thing about like the paintball access is you guys are honestly, aside from you know whoever if Rainy had to call his grandma real quick, but uh, you guys are the first to know. Therefore, as soon as you guys get the story, you make sure that that you know so other we're gonna make sure personal, the story the story's true. Yeah, you know you got the validity of it, but at the same time, you guys are releasing it to to the public mm-hmm. first. You know, mm-hmm. uh, with the exception of the the small amount of, of public media that that the social media that yeah. the, the players have, but you guys have a huge, yeah. you know, social following doing, socially. So you guys, you guys are doing a good job of keeping all your fans and everybody set. Well, we got to give people the information. It's mm-hmm. fascinating. I mean, it's crazy that it's, that's why paintball is interesting to me is you have these really intense personalities put together on these really crazy teams that are really good at paintball and they're the best in the world. There's just a lot of drama there. There's a lot of interesting gunfighting skill there and it's really hard to do. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. been there. It's really yeah. hard. So it's going to be a crazy 2013 season. Um, you know, I, how do you think things are going to shake out? Uh, it's always hard to say. I mean, I never like to to speculate or even just say, Start "Oh yeah, predicting Dynasty Five wins this year." I, I'm not going to predict Dynasty Five wins because yeah, I, I I I'm not not that I'm a, a realist or or anything, but I, I mean, I know that's we've tried it before. Mm-hmm. We came ever come, so close come to close. winning. Every single league, every single pro event in 
every single league. I mean, we, we missed it by two events. You know, we won one year, uh, out of 15 events, we won, uh, 13 of them around the world, which is, which is awesome. And not to say that we've peaked or anything, uh, because we still have a, a lot of really good paintball ahead of us and, and, and I'm, I'm stoked for it. Well, that's another the level question. of play has gone out, yeah. gone up so well, just dramatically. Re- just re- yeah. The level of play really has, oh, but, yeah. but I want to get a little more into that, but that's something that, you know, people are always asking. I think we got to talk a little bit about at least is, you know, you, 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 your haters will say, oh, you know, Dynasty, they have peak, they're old, you know, they don't, they don't have the heart anymore. Right. I mean, you have those haters out there. You know, I obviously don't agree with that. I'm not just saying that because, but I know you guys, I know, I know the heart on the team. I see what you guys, your daily lives and, you know, how things work. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how long are you going to do this? Um, you know, I, I, I suppose I want to say, you know, like just like Alex said in, in one of his interviews, you know, and he had said, uh, it's kind of a funny, uh, conversation earlier in the year, but you know, and, until the wheels fall off, you know, until I can't physically play anymore. And I, and I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty physically fit. And I, I, I think the same thing for the guys on the team, Oliver's in really good shape. You know, it's funny. Alex is like, I mean, I see myself doing it at least five, 10 more years. And Yosh is like, I kind of was like, well, that might be pushing it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that the five, 10 years might be pushing it, but I, it's funny. Cause Yosh is like five or 10 years, huh? Next year I'm switching to two D braces. <laughs> so, so it was like that was funny. That was a funny thing, you know. Because yeah. obviously, how long are we gonna play? Hey, Yosh, hey, Yosh could gain some weight. He could be back there. Yeah, slower. I mean, hey, he kick it back there. You know, he could be the new, next Rich, Rich Telford. You know, yeah. uh, that's absolutely true. And he's, you know, not not he's not getting bad by any means. No, you Yosh know, Yosh is amazing. Yosh is and he was moving around. Killer man, Yosh is such a killer. We, we were out doing there. some drills where, like, you know, you got to run and slide into a spot, snap shoot a spot, and dive into the snake, crawl on the snake, you know. Mm-hmm. He was doing it better than some of the guys, the front guys, you know, there's some of the front guys were kind of half-assing. Yosh used to play the front. That's the best back players. Or yeah, best back players. Or used to be front players, man. When, we, um, when I played with Yosh on the army, man, he yeah. There you go. Good front player. There you go. You're absolutely right. And so, I mean, to, to answer that question, how long are we going to play? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess until our, I guess our, until our fans all grow up and <laughs> they've grown too, out of the sport too, too. Too late. So we've 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 been playing for a decade, over a decade now. That's great. And though. we've been it's doing that. And, and so uh, that's why we're stoked also with the with the HK Army stuff is because we're getting an influx of all those all uh, like a, a new revamp because we got fans that are that were our fans when they were like you know when they were in their twenties. Back then, are now in their thirties, still watching us, and they're still our fans, you know. Well, or what, they have kids, you know. Like, well, the, the way I look at Dynasty is this: Dynasty is one of those stories that, you know, it's like Rocky Cagnoni, yeah, uh, really legendary paintball player, um, plays a lot of tech or uh, tactical ball for for Die now. Um, but if you hate Dynasty or hate on Dynasty, it's like hard to hate you guys, you know, because it's like Justin Timberlake. Like, how can you really hate Justin Timberlake? Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you know, even when like Sexy Back came out, and <laughs> I remember everyone was like, "Oh, I hate Justin Timberlake." And I was actually at a bar, and a bunch of dudes I was with, or buddies of ours, were like, "Can't remember who it was, but like Sexy Back comes on," and ever somebody was like, oh, "I can't stand Justin Timberlake." I was like, and I looked at the dance floor, and all it was was beautiful women dancing with each other. Mouthing the words to Justin Timberlake's song, yeah. and I look out there. I'm like, dude, hey, bro, did you see what Justin Timberlake brings to the yeah. world? He brings hot chicks all dancing to each other to his music. Like, how can you hate that? Yeah, you how know? can you hate that? So it's like Dynasty's got a great story. I like that. We're like Justin Timberlake. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you got to be kind of a dick to hate that guy. Yeah. You know, He's, I mean, we really haven't done anything wrong. I didn't like. <laughs> I hated Justin Timberlake when he was in whatever boy band he was in. But mm. you know, after it's a certain amount oh, of see, time, that's when he was my jam right there. <laughs> <laughs> just out of pure hate, just all just pure jealousy. But um, 
just rich and gets all the chicks. Yeah. And, yeah, what a dick. Yeah, what a dick. But, um, yeah, dynasties, go everywhere, cool places, and Ryan, you know, gets to win all these tournaments. What an yeah. asshole. Yeah, yeah so, you suck. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I think it's it's going to be a crazy year, man. It's going to be a crazy year. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, and like I said, back back to what I was saying, I, I can't predict thing because it's always you know I don't, i'm not superstitious in any in it by any means you know but it's mm-hmm. bad it's bad you know mojo or juji or whatever you want to call it like you're not gonna be like dynasty five wins <laughs> I, I don't know it, why didn't we just why didn't you ask me that why wasn't the first question you asked me <laughs> i could have saved everybody on here listening you know a bunch of time dynasty five wins i'll be like you know? yeah what's up to the real dude shut up dude i just hey, want to hey. say <laughs> dynasty five wins Mate, i wanted I, I to get that out right away to, uh go in and, and just cut you off here for a second <laughs> a dynasty five wins all right hey i'm done i gotta get some <laughs> So, do you have any? Uh, what are the cool? You got any cool trips planned this year? That places um, you haven't been? You know, we just got our our practice schedule and our, our tournament schedule all set in stone now. So, um, I figured out what my free weekends are. I'm gonna try to set some things up. Uh, the guys down in, in Colombia, some of my uh, friends on Team Tsunami, are gonna uh, take me out to Colombia for their local series. The CSP down there, which I played with the Mercenarios, uh, has shut down. That that mm-hmm. league is no more. It was just kind of it was just tough on uh, on Tanya, who she was. Um, she was the one running the league, so it was just kind of a pain in the butt for her. So she kind of shut that down. So I'm going to try to find some other teams. If, if anybody out there is listening, you know, uh, you can hit me up for a clinic. Uh, send me an email at ryangreenspan18 at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to come out, help you guys out. Um, I just did something in Guadalajara. I'll probably go down there for another one of their. Uh, How many clinics do you think you've done? Have I done? Yeah. Oof. I don't know, hundreds. I know. Uh, you know, not into the thousands, but I've done hundreds and hundreds of clinics. You know, I like to think, you know, I, I, I feel like a lot, of, a lot of players out there are, you know, are well versed in in how to play paintball and 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 are kind of like got some clinics under their belts. But, you know, I was I was talking, I think, with you, Maddie, a little bit about, you know, there needs to be something out there that that shows like there's some players out there that are that know what they're talking about, and there needs to be some sort of thing like, you know, I did a clinic with Marcelo. And he was did he was it was an he did an amazing job. If you haven't a chance to go to a clinic where Marcel is teaching, is I, I suggest you go to one of those because you know oftentimes when I'm teaching with somebody like another pro player, um, a lot of times they don't really say much and they just kind of like they're not very personable. Uh, some of them, I'm not saying all of them, but mm-hmm. some guys, you know, you're not, you don't know what you're going to get. You know, mm-hmm. you, you don't get somebody who they'll teach you because they know how to play paintball and they'll show you some of the skills they know, but, but actually teaching how to play paintball well, and getting that experience is very difficult. And I was, I was really impressed with how Marcelo helped out in the, when the clinic we did, uh, we did a couple of them in Australia and it was, it was really cool to see, you know, other people understanding how to teach and, and what to teach in paintball, you know, as far as a clinic. Cause a lot of people don't understand like, Oh, I already know how to play paintball. Yeah, well, I, being able to eloquate and explain and uh, kind of fill in the those oh so important but small details about the game is is kind of tough, you yeah. know, because oh, it's yeah. it's like you know, I mean, it, you could say you could you know, golf is is a good example. I mean, yeah, just get up there and hit the ball. Yeah, there you That's, go. That's yeah, just yeah, just go ahead, just hit it in the hole. Yeah. Just do that ten times on this hole, and then do it ten times on the other one, and you're yeah. good. Yeah, that ain't. <laughs> people work their whole entire lifetime to perfect, right. you know. And there's dudes that are, you know, pros that are able to explain that the mechanism, the thought process behind it, the details about the the theory, every, all that stuff. I remember we did a clinic because um, I because we started like when we started doing clinics it, like long ago, you know, and there wasn't really like an old man to consult on how to teach a paintball clinic, you know. Um, so we were just kind of winging it back in the day. And then we had one in Mallorca where part of the clinic was a theory 
like paintball theory that was like you'd go to each seg section right so you'd have like a snap shooting section a running and shooting section and like davy's doing the running and shooting and oliver's doing the snap shooting and then there was literally a theory like half hour long theory session and they're like maddie you have to do that and i'm like um mm -hmm. okay <laughs> you know so I, I didn't even get I, we weren't even on the field right. like i had a layout of the field and i just i had to talk to these dudes for you know each group and we had it was a big clinic was like 50 people there and it was like each group and i'd yeah. like cycle through them and i know it was like okay teach class on paintball and we've i just here you go go yeah we've we've, <laughs> we've done those actually because uh one time we were in south africa mm -hmm. and we were it was raining and we're like well what should we do i was like well we'll just go over some theory things and and there's and a lot there world cup asia we actually it was it was uh, a team seminar with Dynasty. So everybody came, you know, you come and, and uh, we just had a bunch of printouts of, of fields and we, we literally talked for, you know, an hour and a half between the five of us uh, about theory, about paintball stuff. There's so much knowledge that, that you know, we have and we've, we've acquired over the, over the years. Absolutely. And it's like, it's invaluable, you know? So, so you know, getting to one of the clinics of, of any of the pro guys, uh, specifically, you know, some of the pro guys in, 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 in general. Uh, I, I agree, man. I mean, it's... The I've taught clinics with you guys. I've seen you guys do what you do. You know, definitely people, if you want to get better at paintball, no joke. I mean, just pony up and pay the For a small investment, you're going to get a big return. It's, yeah. You get, you get a lot. Of, and the best thing that I would always tell people about clinics is that not only do you get the skills yourself, but what you are, what you learn at the clinic, the drills, the oh, mindset, yeah. um, all of those different things, you can bring that back to your team and uh -huh. help your team get better. Yeah. And that's, and that's one of the big things I teach, you know, and like I said, a lot of people are like, Oh, I already know what I'm doing. I, I, I don't need to go to this, you know, because we're obviously some divisional guy or some rookie players. Like, I don't need to do this. I already know how to play paintball. Well, I mean, if you did, and you wouldn't be playing in the in the in the league or the area you are. So I mean, I promise you that you're going to learn something. And, and and on top of that, you're going to be able to then take all the knowledge that you get from our clinic and use it next weekend and the weekend after. And and you're always going to be able to learn. And if you come with a group of people, like I always like it when there's two or three guys from a team, mm -hmm. it's because I was like I, I'll always tell them, listen, you three guys, if he's messing up next weekend, you got to tell him. Or if he's messing up, or if you, there's something, or if you forgot how to do a specific thing, ask one of these two dudes because it's gonna work out. You know, it's you guys are gonna help each other out, and that's it's always good to come with a group of guys. Not like, hey, I'm gonna send one scout member of the team out there, you know, because yeah. he doesn't remember everything. And well, there's also specific drills, and yeah. there's so many different drills, but and those are crucial elements to improving your game. I remember because a lot of guys when they practice and they'll do some basic drills, but there's you know the form behind it and how you're supposed to do that. And then some guys don't even think they need to do. Drill. I remember going to uh, to help a team in Germany one time. There was another team out there at the time, and was kind of like, oh, you know, hey, we're gonna do drills. Do you guys want to get in on this? And they were like, nah, that's stupid. We don't, we don't do drills. And I'm like, um, okay, sure, no problem. You know, <laughs> does Kobe Bryant not shoot jump shots before yeah. the game? Does, you know, do they not take batting practice? You know, like, yeah. come on. And and a lot of the drills that we're doing, like I teach, we're literally doing. <clears throat> you know, I start every clinic off with this two on two drill, and we were doing them last weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, we do these running and shooting drills. Uh, well, they're yeah. the same drills you guys do. Yeah, these are the same. A lot of people are like, oh, this looks so simple, and why, we need to get to the, the tough stuff. Like, teach me something harder. It's like, 
yo, this is, I do this. This is, you need to practice this. Trust me, I promise you. If I need to practice it, I promise you need to practice it. Well, not only that, it's, I mean, it's not like you're going to come to clinic and he, you're, you're going to open up some sacred book of knowledge that's like tattered right. pages and then open it up and, <laughs> you know, b- impart this like archaic wisdom. That's not how it works. It's simple fundamentals that, you know, and, and it's not like the drills are super comp. It's not like you're doing like a quadruple round off backflip cork right. into the back corner bunker and then shooting <laughs> under your leg. You know, there's yeah. no, that's not how it works. But, it's it's not even the it's not just the drill it's the mechanics and also it's just better you know it's just it's it's yeah everyone go to Ryan's clinics yeah it's actually you know it, it's funny like with the fundamental things is like I just started doing uh, compiling a bunch of, of what I call like pro tips and I've been making short little YouTube videos just three minute long two three minutes uh, videos of you know different dynasty guys telling their their favorite drill like uh Kyle Spica just just did one last weekend of of how to get faster it's super super simple things how to get faster for the front guys like what do you need to do to get those those first three spe- steps to be so explosive when you're running to the snake or running to the Dorito or running up the center like that's an explosive thing mm-hmm. uh, I got Oliver discussing a one ball check-in drill I got um a bunch of different drills, you know. I, I did something. I'm um, doing a couple things that you can do just at the house or, or in, in the park or something like that. You don't have to be at a paintball field to to do some practice things. You know, too many people mess around, fumbling around with their pods, filling them up and stuff. So I kind of went through some fun little at home things that you could do to to get a lot better at finding where that lid is. So when you open your pod and dump your paint into your loader, you're not spilling it all over the ground or dropping your zone or just things like that. That that people take for granted that they're like, Oh yeah, I just need to go out there and play some games. Like, no, you don't, you need to do some fundamentals and do like this. The, the things you don't think about will help. So I got that up on my YouTube channel, um, that people can check out also. What, so yeah. So tell people if they, I mean, you have, you travel around the world, you, you know, you, you have an interesting life for people to follow your story. Where, where do they go? What do they do? If they want to buy one of your guns, take a clinic, um, stuff, you, you, you know, give, most give of, us your plugs. most of the, uh, most of my information that you're going to get up to date, mm-hmm. uh, day to day things, what the team's doing and stuff is on my Facebook page it's just uh, my ryan greenspan it's that's a fan page uh not not the actual personal page it's the actual fan page has like all the events that we're going to do do it has all the recent and new uploaded youtube videos there's a youtube link on there um and that's where i'll tell people where i'm going to be this weekend that next weekend um there's an events section on there you can click on there you can see uh every event and every practice where i'm going to be um, so you can kind of devise what weekends I have free if you want to book a clinic or something. Uh, you can message me on there. Uh, again, my other email, ryangreenspan18 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Go straight to me anywhere in the world. So I'm pretty good about answering those back. If you have a question, um, if you, you know, again, if you want to book something or if uh, you just want to know what kind of gun to buy, uh, something like that. Uh, I got a YouTube channel. I got Twitter, um, all that stuff. You can find me just by Googling Ryan Greenspan. Instagram. Uh, I have an Instagram page. Now, on, on my Instagram page, I do a lot of contests. Um, for every milestone I get, like, you know, 500,000 followers, like the HK guys, the Eclipse guys, they always hook me up with a bunch of goodies to send out. I have team signed posters. Uh, the other week I sent out a bunch of t-shirts and a huge sticker package, uh, to some winners. And so every, uh, every, every thousand fans, I'll do a big giveaway. And like every so often, if I'm just bored or if I have like an extra set of stuff, I'll, I'll give it away. My, my, my Instagram handle is just my name, Ryan Greenspan. Uh, you could go on there, follow me. And obviously I'll put up pictures of, everywhere I am in the world, uh, some funny things that we eat, uh, things that we see. If I go on a cool trip, uh, you guys will be able to live the life through my eyes <laughs> or through my iPhone's eyes. Yeah. No, it's, you always come back with a good story. That's what I, I always say when people are like, it's just funny. Cause you, it's not like you, it, you go to these 
places and endure these hard, like climb Mount Kilimanjaro or do something like go sh diving with sharks. But it's it's like you're kind of doing it through the eyes of um, somebody that doesn't really want to be going. I know you want to <laughs> be doing it. That's why you're quandrating me, you know, because yeah. it's like I know you want to be traveling. But every time you come back, like there's it's like funny negative parts of it and then the other cool parts it's just a funny story you know like what is your why what is your mindset you know like why because you know, like it's just you know you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 <laughs> so so like i i've 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 always had it in my mind like i always like to tell stories so and also just so everyone has a frame of reference we're literally sitting on ryan's couch in his room underneath the map of the places he's been and it's just filled with pins like just pins as far as the eye can see <laughs> on all these diff different places that you've been. I'm just read off Durban, South Africa, Johannesburg. Let's get into Asia. I can't even pronounce that name. Cambodian place. Phnom Penh. Phnom Penh. Yeah. How was uh? How do you pronounce that? Uh, Phuket. <laughs> <laughs> Phuket, Thailand. Oliver, uh, Oliver and I just decided at the end of uh, Malaysia. There's another way you could probably pronounce yeah, that. Yeah, Phuket or something. I don't know. Anyway, Oliver and I actually were were at the airport in uh, Malaysia two years ago. Mm -hmm. We're like. Uh, Let's just go somewhere. Let's not fly home right now. Let's just next flight that's leaving. Let's just board it. And we're like, oh, we both want to go to Vietnam, but that flight was leaving at like 10 p.m. Next flight was to Phuket, Thailand. And we're like, well, that was the plan. Two tickets, please. You know, we flew straight down there. It wasn't as cool as I thought. It was really touristy. I'm not a huge fan of of that touristy touristy stuff. I like to get off the beaten path and and experience some things that like you not everybody can experience. Here's you know? what I think we should do next podcast. We're obviously going to talk about paintball stuff, but at some point in the podcast, I'm just going to pick a random pin, and you have to tell me a story from that trip. Oh, I got stories from all of them. That's sweet. All right, we're doing that <laughs> for sure. Certain. Okay. We're doing that for sure. <laughs> okay. That's going to be great. But, so mindset. Why? Yes. Why? Because you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I like to tell stories, and I like, I, like to, I like everybody to be able to experience the things that I can, and obviously not everybody can, so the best way to do it is to tell a story about it. So, you know, things might be uncomfortable, but... A lot of people, when they go, oh, yeah, I've been to this place. Well, I, I, I made it a little tougher. I don't like to camp. I don't like to do a lot of things, like, but That's I'll do it. That's what's funny. Like, you won't go camping with me if we go to camp on the beach. Right. The base, most easiest just pinner camping trip ever where we're just – we literally pull the car up, put the tent down, light a fire, cook meat, and eat, drink beer. You won't do that. But you'll go climb Mount Kilimanjaro and freeze your ass off. Yeah. Now, I understand, like, going to the camp on the beach, but, you know, it's like you don't really like being outdoors yeah, in the cold. I don't you don't know. really I, like enduring – like, you don't like hiking, but Because hike. at the end of the day, there's going to be the, – uh, the misery that someone – like, with the exception of death or serious dismemberment or maybe serious jail time or something like that, mm. every bad story is going to be gonna a say, funny story. Yeah, you always say okay? that. This is, that's, my, that's my thing. This is like the way I see it. it you're gonna, it's going to be a good time. Everything's going gonna, gonna to probably work out. It's going to be a funny story. So if you're up sitting up, if I'm sitting up in a, in a tent at the top of Africa, freezing my ass off, I'm just thinking in the back of my mind like, God, this sucks, but I can't help but laugh because I'm surely not going to die, Right. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be telling somebody this story at the end of the day, and they're going to be laughing. So my pain could possibly be your, your pleasure <laughs> later on, and, and that works for me, okay? So, so sometimes I'll put myself in these predicaments like, okay, sure, I'll try this. Like, yo, sh you know, fine, I'll, tr I'll eat this scorpion. I know it's going to taste terrible, but, you know, you guys are going to get a good kick out of it, right? So, so you know, like th there's, there's going to be 
because of some of the things that you got to endure, there's going to be a funny story out of it. So just try not to be selfish about it and just let everybody enjoy it. You know, like, yeah. you know, go swimming, go jump in the, the water with those sharks in that cage. Like, you know, don't be scared about it. Yeah. Just remember, just think of this. When you get out of the water in the bigger picture, are you even going to, is it really going to bug you that much? No, but someone's going to love the story. Yeah, that's you know? true. Well, it's like we always say, you know, when you get old and you're on your deathbed, you're definitely probably not going to go, God, I really wish I put more money in my 401k. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you're, but you're going to be stoked because that, all those memories. Yeah, well, that it, you spent that extra 400 bucks to go skydiving or well, something. You yeah, know? because we'll also think about it is that, think about this, if it's true that, you know, and it's like, you know, they think that there's potentially there's this molecule in your brain that's released when you die. It's called dimethyltryptamine. It's a neurotransmitter of, uh, you know, maybe produced in the pineal gland. Anyway, when you die, they think, you know, the, one of the reasons that people say, oh, my life flashed before my eyes was that you have this release of this certain neurotransmitter and that's what it does. So if it's true that the last story that you ever see or hear or have the ability to comprehend before you die is your own story, well then, man, you better make Fill it, it better up. Better make you it know? a good one. Fill man. it up. Better make it you a know, good it's one. It's funny. It's uh, our roommate, Roy, my, one of my best friends, actually said this to me one time. Because I, I go to these cool places, and he loves to surf. And I like to surf, too, but he's a, he's a little bit more avid, on surfer. avid, avid surfer than me. So, you know, I go to Tahiti. I was, I was in Bali and stuff. And he's like, listen, man, don't be scared to go out there. Because you don't want to be sitting on the plane on the way back from whatever trip it is. And this doesn't have to be only a surfing. This could be just an analogy. But you don't want to be sitting on the plane going, you know what? I should have gone out. I should have at least I should have done that zip line. You know, I should have done that zip line. I should have dropped. I should have gone out those waves because I was in I was in Bali one time, and he'd already told me the story about after when I left Thailand or, or Tahiti, and I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe I should have. So I'm sitting on the beach looking at this massive day, way out of my league, and uh, I was first day I didn't go out. I was like, screw it. So the second day I was like, I'm going. We're going back to that beach. I'm going out there because I don't want to. I don't want to be like Roy, dude. You should have seen it. Oh, he'd be like, oh, did you go out? I'd be like, no. He's like, god damn it. You know, yeah. if I only had the opportunity to do that. So if someone only had the opportunity to be in my shoes at some points in time, they would have wanted to do it. I got to try it. So I went out there. I, I took a boat out to this outer reef, paddled in, dropped into two waves. Uh, it was so much fun. And then I just got smoked on the third one, just washed up on the reef, like standing on like ankle high water, just getting battered. Oh. I made it out. It was so much, tons of fun. And then so when I, but the, 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 the end of the story is I was able to capitalize on and I was able to seize that moment because, you know, if I'd come home and be like, dude, it was huge. I didn't go out though because I was too scared to do it. Oh, yeah. you know, sorry. But like I went out, you know, and it was worth it. And yeah. I had a blast. And now I could tell him, oh yeah, I paddled into those, you know, ways and I did it. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> so yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to be in that story of you went to a place and you had a once in a lifetime opportunity and you could have said, now you're leaving. And this can also be for paintball too. Mm -hmm. What if? When you're on the field and you're like, you know, how many times have you stood in the dead box, Maddie, and you're like, dude, if, what if I just did that move? That you saw. I, I, you dude, saw I was about move. to go to the snake, yeah. but I hesitated. What if? Yep. You don't want to keep saying what if. Try it. Try that move. You know all, you know who doesn't think what if is Oliver, J-Rap. Those guys don't say, oh, what if? You know, and that's what makes sometimes like guys like maybe Mouse had a bad time, bad season because every time in the finals, you know, he might question himself a little bit. What if? What if I do this and Mike yells at me? What if something happens and I let these guys down? So if you start thinking what if, then there's a possibility that you're going to actually be like, well, I just blew it. Yeah, and Spick is the same way. You know, like <clears throat> I see him when he plays great is when he's just stream of consciousness out right. there. Just whatever comes mm -hmm. to him, he's going to do that. Yeah, he's going to get shot sometimes, but that's when he's playing at his best and when I see the best paintball out of him. And I've had this conversation with him. I'm like, when, dude, when you overthink things, that's when you're your own worst enemy and that's when you start catching paintballs. You're overthinking things. When you see that move... I 
uh, you got great field vision, you make really good moves, you have good timing, utilize that that skill right. that you have, yeah. man. Believe in yourself. Yeah, there you go. You know? That's that's what it is, you know? Yeah. So like, you don't, you don't want to be standing there saying, what if? Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it's my baseball coach who, when I was in high school, I was like undersized. I was a year younger than everyone because um, I was a little younger in my grade. But uh, he was gave me some of the best advice ever. Is um, and it was to the whole team. It was after we lost to like one of our rival schools, and he comes out and throws stuff. He was one of those like coaches that threw shit and was just always pissed <laughs> at everything. But great, he was really young. But he looks at all of us and he looks around and he's like, "Let me ask you a question. If I have the faith in you to put you in this position to do a specific job, why wouldn't you have faith in yourself to do that job? Yeah. If anyone's going to believe in yourself, why would it not be yourself? Why would you? Why would you not believe in yourself? Does everyone not believe in themselves here? Because if you don't believe in yourselves, you shouldn't be here. I believe in you. That's why you're here. All the guys I don't believe in, they're not here anymore. I this is our crew. So please believe in yourselves. That was the whole meeting, you know? Like and that was and that still stuck with me to this day. Yeah. Cause then even in my own paintball careers, anytime I start overthinking things. Yeah. So absolutely. So yeah, that's the moral of the story. And that's all the time we have for cool. this particular podcast. Thank you, Ryan, for sitting in. You like to thank your sponsors before we head out? My pleasure. Yeah, of course. I always like to thank my, my sponsors, the HK guys, for coming out with the cool gear, new fresh stuff for us. Um, Eclipse, you know, all those dudes, Les and Jacko, for, for giving us awesome guns. I think everybody can Two great agree, companies. agree on that. These guys are both solid dudes. Great companies. Um, you know, Gorilla Air, we got our tanks from them. We got uh, Sean Walker from the Paintball Park at Camp Pendleton giving us a, one of the best facilities, probably, in the world <clears throat> to play at, you know. Um, and then, you know, everybody thanks a lot for all of our fans, especially. Yeah, without them, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, thanks to the teammates for for keeping me going. <laughs> for sure. Well, hey, can't wait to see you guys out there. Uh, remember March 14th through the 17th, got the first PSP event. It's going to be insane coming at you from Dallas and uh, brought to you live from paintballaccess.com. So tell your friends about that. It's going to be a crazy year. we got more podcasts and yeah, just man, stay tuned and you know, live your passion, man. Believe in your passion, believe in paintball, spread the word, share our content and we will see you guys next time. Dynasty, five wins. Ha, ha, ha.